1: Happy Monday, the Jason Walker Show. Major Mortgage Man Cave and a big weekend. It was fun. Um, got some of the smoke cleared out, which was good, because we weren't sure we were going to get some high school uh, cross-country football, anything to put in over the weekend, uh, but we were able to. So Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana Law says it's your choice where you have your vehicle repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Uh, coming up today, Jordan Hansen from the MT Sports 406MTSports.com will join us as uh, we recap the weekend. Also, get your nominations in, Auto Contest Performance of the Week. Uh, I'm going to give you some that we've already gotten in, uh, people that email. You can uh, email JasonWalkerSports at gmail.com. You can Facebook us, tweet us, whatever. Um, So there you go. We're going to start today with our daily COVID update. Montana over the weekend saw two record days of uh, cases, 130 new cases reported today. Um, That brings us up to 10,429 total since March. 78,76 recovered, 23,93 active, and 160 total deaths. 108 currently in the hospital. 784 in Yellowstone County, 237 in Rosebud, 285 in Cascade, and more on Cascade County coming up in a second. 214 in the Flathead, 118 in Missoula County, 75 Deer Lodge, 74 Silver Bow, 27 Lewis and Clark. Active cases, these are uh, 109 in the Bighorn and uh, 43 in Gallatin. 30 still up in Hill, 52 Glacier and 111 in uh, Roosevelt County. So let's go back to Cascade County. 285 active cases. Well, they have some issues in their high schools up there. We've seen Great Falls High be shut down a couple of different times for cleaning because of a couple of uh, COVID issues. And now there's some sports affected with it. Great Falls Central, and I reached out to Coach Wes Ross, who did not want us, you know, doesn't feel comfortable yet speaking about it, and rightfully so. Uh, we don't know all the details, but Great Falls Central has uh, canceled its next two games or, can't, or postponed them because of uh, coronavirus. So it's postponed the next two games. There was a confirmed case at the school. It was announced Friday. Eight Central students, mostly on the football team, are affected by the positive test. And, you know, for a school that isn't very big anyway, and when you have only have eight guys playing football, or eight man, there's a little bit more than that, or they're out for the team. But the uh, Mustangs will not play at Shoto Friday this uh, Friday, and uh, Fort Benton next week. Or was that last week? Shoto um, last week, Fort Benton this week. Those schools um, and athletic director Jamie Stevens working on rescheduling the games. So they won't play till October 3rd against Cascade. But Friday night we also saw Wolf Point and Malta called off football. And then volleyball, Poplar-Glasgow was postponed. And Gray Falls High Volleyball has canceled its next two weeks of games or postponed, we use the correct terminology, um, there's a lot going on. And we we knew this was coming. We knew we were going to see it. And it's unfortunate. Uh, We also saw Butte Central and Stevensville. Um, That one is uh, up in the air as of right now. But Central Corvallis was postponed, Friday to Saturday and then canceled altogether Saturday when it was determined that some players had direct contact with a positive COVID case at Butte Central. So several football and volleyball players now under a 14-day quarantine at Butte Central, according to Activities Director Chad Peterson. They are uh, still planning on playing Stevensville in football Friday night at Tech, which is interesting because Rocky Mountain College wouldn't allow Billings Central to play on campus. So Billings Central played at Lockwood's new facility, which is beautiful, just like East Helena. And uh, so the first varsity football game played at Lockwood was actually not Lockwood. It was Billings Central. So just some some numbers there. Uh, For the COVID, in Montana schools, it's... It's hitting. And you think about over the weekend, we saw, you know, almost 500 new cases reported Saturday and Sunday, or Friday, Saturday. But a lot of that was because, well, go back a couple of weeks. What is, um, what happened a couple of weeks ago? Labor Day. Remember? Told you. We were going to see numbers go up. And if that's not enough, we're seeing games being moved around, volleyball, soccer, football, whatever, because referee shortage, which has already been, we've talked about it on this show before, but the referee shortage that's already bad is now even worse because of COVID-19. When you think about a lot of high school officials are older. And that's a tough tough issue. So man, the it's not, and I don't I don't people that want to disagree with me on Twitter, that is fine. That's your opinion. You can have it all you want, but we've been saying since March this is not just about deaths, which are terrible. This is about other long-term effects both health-wise and now we're seeing um, with officials who are concerned about their health. But it's, uh, it's just crazy, man. Uh, all right, our Auto Contest Performance of the Week is coming up. And some of the nominees that have been sent in, here's a few of mine as well, but um, Jake Rendina had four touchdowns, fifth-ranked Glacier. Got a 20-point first-quarter lead, held off Butte 33-17. Uh, Caden Hewitt, Helena High, a school record-tying five touchdown passes, three of which went to Dexter Tedesco. And the Bengals beat Big Sky 48-7. Marcus Whitman had four touchdowns. Billing Central had a 42 nothing win over Harden uh, in that game as well. Thomas Hubbard, an interception, returned 97 yards for a score. Jarrett Wilson, 559 yards of total offense and six touchdowns. Polson got past Ronan, 52-34. Wilson is a sophomore. Listen to some of these numbers this year. 1,409 yards and 13 touchdowns in four games. That's awesome. Eureka, big win at Anaconda. Caleb Utter, three rushing touchdowns, two passing. Florence, big win at Big Fork. Uh, Pat DeShane, Jr., 322 yards, passing and four touchdowns. Tucker Johnstone with three touchdowns in the first quarter, two of which came on interception returns. uh, And he added a fourth touchdown later. Park City beat Lone uh, Lone Peak 56-30. A couple others, Daniel Camp, three goals and assists. Glacier hammered Butte on the pitch, 7-0. Seth D'Ambrosia. Had three goals and two assists. Senior Blitz CMR, 7-zip. Um, back to football real quick. Gallatin Raptors with the first win in school history. They beat Belgrade 20-19. to 19. Belgrade's still winless in the double-A. Uh, Michael Leach, 99 yards on the ground, four touchdowns. Sims beat Chester Joplin Inverness. Mason Detham, 112 yards and three touchdowns. Also threw for two touchdowns. Freud Lake... Hammered uh, defending state champ Jordan, 76-6. Volleyball, Audrey Hofer, 22 assists. Capital swept past Big Sky. Kaylee Fritz, 33 assists. Glacier beat Butte. Elizabeth Heiser, 27 kills, 6 blocks and 9 digs. Helena High over Sentinel in 5 sets. And Emily Bird, 29 assists, 10 digs. Townsend swept Red Lodge over the weekend. So just a little bit of your nominations coming up for your auto concept performance of the week. Keep yours coming in, if you so choose, as well. You can email JasonWalkerSports at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Jay Walker Sports. You can Facebook us as well. All right, we're going to come back, and when we do here at Jason Walker Show, we're going to check in with our good buddy Jordy Hanson from the Missoulian. Great stuff from 406 Sports.com. We'll get his weekend recap and uh, some of his nominations, uh, maybe as well, for uh, Auto contest Performance of the Week. Plus, there's some news on FCS football, the Big Sky Conference, and Big Sky Basketball. Jordy Hansen fills us in next. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces. Stop by spirit of the big sky gallery on Custer in Helena, Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of MCAT Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, Equal Housing Lender.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show.
1: Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Sitting inside the major mortgage man cave. Looking out the window, it looks like maybe some smoke starting to come back in. God, I hope not. It was great today without all the smoke. I should have went golfing, but I didn't. It was a little chilly this morning, and I was like, nah, nah, I'm going to stay home and do laundry, because that sounds like a lot of fun. Plus, it makes the wife happy, and happy wife, happy life, right? I mean, that's what they always say. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. And we welcome in our uh, guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Every Monday now he's going to join us, at least through football season. And who knows if we're going to have a basketball. Who knows what we're going to Who knows what we'll have in two weeks, let alone tomorrow. Uh, Jordan Hansen joins us here. He's uh, the Missoulian reporter, 406MTSports.com. How are you? How was your weekend?
4: Good, man. Good. It's Good. Uh... Pretty pretty low-key. I'm about to start a size little day vacation to burn some of the vacation time before October. So I was thinking about going down to Beaverhead Deer Lodge uh, to go camping and nice. see, see, see what I can see down there. But hopefully the smoke and stuff will drop. If, if it comes back, well, probably not. But pretty pretty low-key. I'm just, over here.
1: <laughs> Jordy Hanson joining us here, Jason Walker show. All right. Uh, what stood out this weekend? Because you had the big Hamilton-Dillon matchup. And it wasn't close early. Dylan made it um, closer, but Hamilton controlled that game.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, they did, and it, it was it was one of those things where you know the first drive of the second half, Dylan came out, marched down the field, scored a touchdown, made it 16-14. You know, you start thinking, all right, this is a game, this is a game, and then Hamilton rattles off twenty one straight points to to put it out of reach. And I mean, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan did have a chance. I mean, it's fourth and five at about forty five. Um, uh, right between the, between the third and the fourth quarter. And, you know, they had the off, they had the timeout to, to talk about it. And, uh, the wide receiver got jammed and they threw the outside, the right outside linebacker on a, on a nasty little blitz and both of the, uh, defensive ends got good pressure. And that was, that, that was kind of it. But I mean, it, it, if you're a great team, that, that's a game you just show up to and you win. I mean, and, 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 and that's what, and that's what, you know, Hamilton did. And it, it was a thing, you know, that they really haven't been. You know, um, tested in the and, and really even played in the fourth quarter yet this year. So that was that was really big, really big for them. And I mean, elsewhere, I mean, fourth Carlton got a huge win over Big Fork. Big Fork was one of my like, you know, big teams this year that you know I kind of was feeling pretty good about. But fourth Carlton might be the top two team in the in Class B. And I mean, elsewhere in Double A, I believe Collatin got his first win, and mm. uh, you know, West still looking good. Seton 135 to no zero over Capital. I mean, you know, just some kind of kind of buy the book stuff. Not a whole lot of surprises. Um, I'm, I'm I'm starting to get really high on Glacier. I think that that's a I think that's a great football team up there. And um, you know, and me and you were just talking a little bit about you know how good Flint Creek and how good Thompson Falls has been so far. And yep. you know, setting up for a big one actually next week because Charlo and. Um, Flood Creek will actually play in Charlotte. So, um, I believe the the Vikings are 4 0 this year, and, uh, Flint Creek's, uh, undefeated too. So, I mean, there's, there's gonna be, there's gonna be some good football all the way around, um, this weekend, and, um, you know, and, and, and last weekend too, obviously, just with some great, some great football games. stuff. So.
1: Jordan Hansen joining us. We were talking too, before we hit the air, about that sophomore at Polson, and you look at that Western A with, Columbia Falls, Libby, Polson—they're all three and one. But Jarrett Wilson is a sophomore for uh, the Pirates. This kid's going to be great for the next couple of years, and he's already having an amazing sophomore year—over um, 1,400 yards passing, 13 touchdowns. He had over 550 yards total offense just by himself last week.
4: It's incredible, and I mean, you know, he is just the fourth uh, Class A quarterback with multiple 400-yard games in his career, and he is a sophomore. Wow. I mean, like that, that, that. I mean, that's like. That, that's crazy I and mean, he, he's got he's got he's got some good wideouts um colton graham um is one of his favorites um he had 12 catches for 251 yards and three touchdowns uh, against Steve Falls, and, and, and i mean that was a 35 30 or, yeah you know that that that, 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 was a, that was a super close game and um you know it, it, it's just one of those things where um you know it's like you know this this is a polton team that's got some weapons and um it, it's just always fun to see Um, somebody like that just kind of come out of the blue. Nothing, you know, it's no, not really hyped up, and just all of a sudden, you know, explodes onto the scene, and you know, now he's, you know, probably sure. I'm starting. I'm sure he's starting to get looks at some colleges and stuff too. It's just and it's just kind of crazy how that how how that stuff can uh, can blow up so quick sometimes.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, Polson uh, back in the day had a guy by the name of Craig Bagnell who uh, was a great quarterback, was recruited by Carroll. He ended up out at Mary, and he's now the head coach and got Coach Mike Van Deest to come out of retirement to coach out at Mary uh, if they ever get a season going again. So a little pulse and connection there. Jordan Hansen joining us. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was to say, I,
4: I didn't actually know that. That's that's, that's super interesting. I, I didn't realize that Van to come out of retirement. That's, that's, that's also interesting. I missed that one.
1: Yeah, and he. So that came out uh, was it last spring. And then since there's no Mary football, he's helping out at Helena High right now. Really? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. So <laughs> he um, just you can't you, know. you can't take the football out of that dude, man. He's uh, no. He's going to be like that. He's you know that old guy. He's going to be that ninety years old, patrolling the sidelines somewhere, some way. <laughs> You'd love to
4: see it, and you know I, I just remember when I was covering Tech and stuff, uh, talking with him, and when you know uh, Carol would come to town or vice versa, it was always it was always really great. So I've got I've got a tremendous amount of respect. Oh, for him, yeah. for sure,
1: no doubt. Well, you got to cover two great coaches in Van Deest, and then uh, Chuck Morrell when he was at Tech, but also. You were around. Bob Green was always around there, so you uh, you got some good ones.
4: Yeah, you know, I've been I've been really blessed with the coaches, and, and and I think that really, you know, not to not to get off on another tangent, but I really think that goes to, to show just you know how impressive the the coaching you know the, the depth is you know in Montana. It's not just there's a couple you know really really good coaches. It's, there's a lot of really good coaches throughout the state, different mm-hmm. sports, and um, I, I think that we're all pretty lucky to. To, to have the have the high-level coaching and have the high-level
1: people um, that, that, that we definitely have around to. No doubt about that. 406MTSports.com sports reporter Jordan Hanson joining us. Uh, there were some cancellations, and there's still going to be some more cancellations. And we were worried all week, Jordy, that it was going to be because of the smoke. It ended up being the COVID, which you and I have talked about a lot. But that that Butte Central, um, Corvallis was canceled and then we don't know if Butte Central is going to get to play this week at home either because of COVID. But between Butte and Great Falls High and Great Falls Central, there's a lot of uh, issues right now. And I think Malta canceled over the weekend, too, with uh, a volleyball match or football because of COVID. So there's a lot of stuff going on.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And the the, the Butte Central one just kind of came, like, seriously out of the blue because, um, you know, everyone was was deciding to play. Um on, on on Friday as the as the levels of smoke kind of kind of dissipated a little bit and um you know it, it, and it was the best air quality we had all week for sure but you know we got an email about one thirty one forty five just kind of a quick release from Corvallis saying that due to unforeseen um you know whatever that you know that there wasn't going to be a game so I shot an email back to the AD and it was like is it smoke related and I, and I got just two two letters He sent no back so I I called uh, Don Peoples and. You know, he, he was like, all right, well, let let, let me get a few things together. And then he called me back and like, oh yeah, we got a COVID case. And I, you know, I I don't know, I don't know how familiar your listeners are with, with BC, but it's it's a very small school, like it's like area wise. So it's like, you know, there's so much crossover and stuff that that it it really doesn't surprise me that, you know, there's parts of their volleyball team and football team, you know, are, are in that because sure, you know, there's one case near in a class with that. I mean, it just, it, it just extends and, um, you know it's obviously frustrating for them, but um, you know that's a that's a school that's been you know very much upfront with with the things that they're doing and and, and how they're doing this, and um, so you know and, and and I think that's what it takes to to keep to keep people safe. I mean, you just got to be upfront when when something happens like this. You know, take the take the whatever precautions that that you need to do, and you know, just kind of go go from there. And you know, obviously, we saw you know again, Great Falls Central and uh, the Great Falls High volleyball team too is actually under quarantine as well. Um, so. You know, it, it, it's just it's just one of these things it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're starting to get you know a few of these clusters and a few of these schools and it, it just makes you wonder, you know, would it almost be a better idea to, to, to try to cut down the season a little bit to, you know, get, I mean, that's not going to happen, but, you know, just, just, just trying to think, you know, can we get these playoffs, can we get these state championships in for these kids, um, you know, is, is, is shortening the season or something like that going to be, you know, a better option? And, I, and again, I don't think that'll happen, but you know, it, it, it's just it's just one of those things that you know to, to, to finish these out. You know, we might need to get a little creative with you know how we're how we're doing things. So just uh, some just some free thoughts from from me, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I was I, I brought up uh, I, I earlier today. I talked to uh, Great Falls Central coach Wes Ross, asked him to come on the show, and he said not yet. Um, you know, not everything you know is is not everything is known right now up there, and um, but there's you know eight students mostly from the football team that are affected at great Falls central that's a small school you talk about how small butte central is i mean they should be playing eight-man football or or or, you know six-man football they're so small but they get to stay in class a but this is also a tough blow for the uh, butte central anyway too because this is the second time and it's covid related this is a direct covid case but they they lost their first game of the year against Hamilton because they hadn't have enough practices. So it, it's really affecting the the Butte Central community as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, and and I, I sports means so much to to, to that community and um, so much to that school in particular. I mean, obviously at Butte High as well. I'm not gonna um, you know say anything other than that. But you know, it, it's just you know. And yeah, and the other thing, again, with, with, with them already having to, to, get, you know, have to forfeit one game. I mean, you know, that, you know, they probably weren't going to make the playoffs this year, but that makes it, you know, just hard, just, you know, that much harder. And, you know, Corvallis is a team that, you know, Butte Central probably would have matched up pretty well against. And Season's Villas next week is another team, you know, that they would have matched up pretty well against. And, you know, opening your season with, you know, Hamilton and Frenchtown like they did. I mean, you know, those are two very tough teams. So it's like, it's one of those things, you know, you're, you're, the kids are missing out on opportunities to have competitive good football games too, which I, I think is another, you know, really tough goal to swallow for for them. But um, you know, that they they are doing what they what they think and what they need to be doing, I guess. So
1: Jordan Anson, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Um speaking of masks and, and COVID related issues, you took a picture Friday night um and just said social distancing question mark, got ripped on that one. And then you uh, you tweeted something, was it yesterday, about uh, Callahan O'Reilly of Montana State. Does anybody get ripped on Twitter more than you? Or uh, I mean, I'm up there, but I'm not sure if there's anybody else in the state that gets ripped on like you do.
4: Eh, well, I may have that coming. <laughs>
1: <but>. <laughs> well, maybe the, the Callahan O'Reilly stuff, maybe. But, um, but man, that, that social distancing, it was not social distancing. There was not anybody sitting apart from each other that uh, Friday night.
4: No, and 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 one other thing that I should have put in there is that you know for the most part the folks were wearing masks and stuff, so I mean it, it, but at least at least at least they were doing that you know part of it. So I I just I don't know because <laughs> I mean you know there's a thousand other things that are going on that have big crowds too, and it's just I, I anymore is it is it is it a, is it a good battle to even try to pick? Is it a good thing to even try to you know right? I mean, like, is it worth it? Like, right? No, I, you know, I, I get I,
1: you. I get you. There's times, just like pick your battles, and and you know, Friday was probably a good time to wear a mask because all the smoke that was around the state.
4: Yeah, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I saw I saw a funny I saw a funny tweet a while ago about it was, it was California. It's like, yeah, you know, it was it was some picture of was really crazy. You know, orange orange letters or the orange skies, and it was like you know going back. Um it's like oh you know somebody from a year ago has been like oh yeah we're not wearing these masks because of smoke we're we're wearing these masks because of this other thing and I, right. just, I just laugh because it's just it's like just some of the just some of the absurdity of, of, of this is 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 quite the quite the thing so you yeah
1: yeah uh, Jordan Hansen joining us Jason Walker's show uh, on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline all right let's talk about our polls real quick. Uh, we both vote in the Treasure State Media Poll, and Anthony Nockreiner up in the Flathead does a very nice job putting this together for us. Um, it's been uh, this is the second year. Uh, let's start in the double A, and I will give you my top five first, and then you can uh, rip it apart. How's that?
0: Sounds good to me.
1: All right, number one Sentinel, number two Helena, yeah. number three West, four Glacier, five Senior. And I probably should put Glacier as three, but I already sent it in. So Sentinel, Helena, West, Glacier, Senior.
4: Yeah, you know, those are the same those are the same five teams that I have in mind, a little bit different order. Um, I've got Sentinel West, Glacier, Helena Senior. Um Helena's going to be one of those teams that I think is going to move up. Um their speaking of quarterbacks, you know, their 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 young kid is is doing is doing some crazy things and I yep. believe that, you know, he tied a he tied a school record for for most touchdown passes in a game. So, you know, I, that's a good that's a good football team. I just, I've I've just been high on Glacier this entire time. I I really think that's a team that's going to, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the season is going to contend. And, you know, West, obviously, you know, I don't think that they've played a huge game yet. And I think that next week, um, they might be somewhere. Uh, Um, I'd have to check that one really quick, but, um, you know, it, it, it's just you know, I, I really do think that that's a team that you know we kind of were like, well, you know, they kind of lost some stuff last year, mm-hmm. but you know, they've been they've been really good. And I looked, I guess they play Latin next week, so I mean, they've they've, they've, they've kind of got a, a I won't say soft, but you know, a, a favorable schedule, um, you know, kind of going through here. So I mean, that that definitely could be part of it. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see you know how how that goes and. Um, I'm. Just, I, I don't remember which week Weston Bozeman played, but that'll be a good that'll be a good football game as well. So, well, and Bozeman um,
1: bounced back. That was a nice bounce back win they had last weekend too, after losing opening game of the year.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and, it, and it's one that, it's one they absolutely needed to get. And you know, I, I I still do think that that's a good football team. Maybe we're all being a little bit mean in the in, in the polls as far as just dropping them out and. But I, I'm, I'm sure that they'll just use that as motivation and, and, and things along
1: those lines. So, sure. Um, but, and I'm going to, yeah. so as a, as, a, as a Bozeman native, I'm going to help you out here, all right? Gallatin, hi. Gallatin? Gallatin. Yeah. Not Gallatin. Not Galatin, No, It's not, not Battlestar Galactica. It's, it's, uh, it's Gallatin. Um, named after Albert Gallatin, who was the Secretary of the Treasury when Lewis and Clark Expedition came through in the 1800s.
4: I so, didn't know that. Yeah. You learn something
1: new every day. Well, I'm just you know just trying to help you out, my friend. Um, no,
4: I appreciate it. <laughs> so we have the
1: same top five in AA. How about Class A? You go first this time.
4: Sure. Um, I've got Hamilton, uh, then Miles City, Laurel, uh, Billings Central, and Columbia Falls. And honestly, that fifth spot is you know kind of a revolving you know door right now. I mean, Libby lost, so I kind of dropped them out. Sea Falls did wins, so I pushed them back up. Um, you know, and, and, and Billy Central is a team that, you know, I think that just, you know, by virtue of them not having a couple, you know, early games, um, I, I think that people maybe weren't, you know, seeing them as well, but they've come out well and, you know, they've, they've played well the, the first couple weeks here. So, um, and then Laurel and Miles City are always two good football programs. And, and again, Hamilton at number one until someone knocks them off outside of the But um, I, I really do think a Hamilton-Miles City football game in the playoff is just, you know we've seen it before, and we'll see it again, and and it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see because you know the last couple of years, uh, Miles City has taken advantage um, of, of of some defensive lapses on Hamilton's side, and that's you know how they've won those games. Um, a couple, you know, clutch turnovers here and there as well. So um, I, I, that, that's that's pretty far in the future, but I mean those that's a game. You know, when it, whenever it happens, you know, assuming it does, um, will be definitely circled on on my calendar to uh, absolutely. To see, so.
1: All right, my class a. I've got Mile City number 1 because like you said, until until they're beaten, they're number one team. Um, Hamilton number 2. I got Sea Falls 3, and then I go tie for 4 with Libby and Dillon. I know Dillon lost, but they're going to rebound. And I, I just like the Libby, they were close with Sea Falls, and then I have Laurel in 6th. So I actually have yeah. 6. I mean, and again, you could throw Billing Central in there like you mentioned, you could throw a Pulson in there at 3 and 1. But I think really the top three, or maybe the top two for sure, Hamilton, Mile City, but then you can, three to five, you can go literally anybody. Yeah, no, definitely. And
4: and, and I think that's kind of been, you know, par for the course as far as, you know, Class A goes for the last couple of years. I mean, especially with, you know, kind of how small um, overall, um, you know, the number of Class A schools there. I mean, obviously there's more, or there's, there's less double A schools, but just like, the, and, and, and kind of the almost imbalance between the West and the East too yeah. is kind of interesting to look at um, as well. But um, yeah, you know, and and I really do think, you know, the West is, it's is pretty, is a pretty solid group of, of football teams this year. So um, yeah. And, and, and I agree. I mean, Dylan was in that game for three and a quarter quarters. I mean, it, it wasn't like they were, it wasn't like they were getting, you know, whipped out of the, uh, of the, of the game or whatever. I mean, if Jace Fitzgerald, you know, completes a couple more passes, I mean, that's a very different game. And, um, you know, and and that's like kind of what I was mentioning earlier that, you know, Hamilton did a good job in their coverage packages and, you know, switched it up with, you know, man to man and then a little bit of, you know, sagging off with their CBs and stuff. And, you know, they got good safety play stuff. I mean, you know, those those are, you know, little things in a game that you know can go one way or the other. And I mean, that's why I and 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 I definitely. Wouldn't drop Dylan any further than six or anything like that. So I'm I'm right there with you on that one.
1: Uh, class B, Fairfield number one. I go Manhattan two, Glasgow three, Red Lodge then Malta.
4: That's pretty. That's, that's pretty close cool to mine. I still have Manhattan um, at the top, um, and then I've got Florence and then Fairfield. And I mean, you might you might be right on that one. Fairfield at at number one. I mean, they are just good. And but you know, again, I was really impressed with. Florence as well. Yeah. I mean, that's a team that can really pass the ball and move the ball down the field, and another one of those teams that you know maybe we weren't um, necessarily expecting to, to be as good as they have been, you know, so far. Um, and then I guess for me to round it out, I think I said this, but I, I round it out, Glasgow and Malta. Um, you know, Malta did have that football game canceled last week, but they are still undefeated. Yep. Um and, 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 I, and I do believe that that's a good, a good football team as well, and, and Glasgow too. I, I really do think that's a strong football team, you know, up there. So. Uh, and 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 it's kind of it's kind of similar as far as you know those those three to five spots you know can really be you know a bunch of different teams you know right now it's kind of hard again without the non without the non conference to really see you know or as many of the non conference teams to really see you know where these you know different you know districts and where these different conferences are you know kind of in relation to each other.
1: Well, and you look at like just the Southern B with Jefferson and Townsend both you know two and zero in conference play. Jefferson lost close to, um, I can't remember, first game of the year. Oh, at uh, Whitehall. Um, yeah. And then Townsend, you know, loses to Big Fork but hammers Eureka or vice versa. No, they beat Eureka last week. So, yeah, they did. So, you know, you've got, you know, those non-conference, that non-conference win is huge uh, for the Bulldogs. But then you got Manhattan sitting 3-0, and it's tough to rank Jefferson or Townsend. When you got Manhattan is the lone unbeaten in the South. So, I mean, you look at the top to bottom in the Class B. It's just it's 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 top heavy in each division, and then the bottom cellar dwellers are in the bottom for a reason. But uh, you feel bad for them. They're just that's why they're on the bottom. Uh, All right, let's move to eight man. You go first.
4: Sure. Uh, Four Benton. My my four Benton Longhorn. Thompson Falls, Flint Creek, uh, Fairview, and then Belt. Um, I, I do know that Belt got beat, you know, this week by Fort Benton, but I mean, you know, what I, you know, I, there, are, there are probably a couple of different teams you could put, you know, in that, in that five hole. But I do believe that Belt's a good football team. I just think Fort Benton's that good. I, I really do, and you know, that's a, that's a talented, talented, talented football team. Um, but I mean, Thompson Falls is right up there too. I mean, they absolutely hammered Darby fifty-six to zero. They've hammered every single team that they play this mm-hmm. year, um, and I, that is that is an excellent, excellent football team. Um, you know, up there on the on the on the highway, and um, you know, again, like Flint Creek, you know, like like we were saying, you know, is is it quite good. It's uh, Charlotte I think um, it's going to be a game that you know I'm at this week. Uh, Flint Creek uh, travels to Charlotte to um, play play that game, so that should be a good one, and yeah, and you know, Fairview is just another one of those, you know, teams that, you know, just manages to, to reload every year. Yep.
1: Uh, here's my five. Westby Grunora. they're 4-0 and 8-man oh and after moving up from six. Fort Benton, right. number two. Fairview, three. I go Thompson Falls and Charlo, and I probably should have Flint Creek in there, but again, it's a tough top five this week because everybody that is ranked is really good right now. Mm-hmm.
4: And Westview, Westbury, Westview is a really good one to put in there that I, that I kind of, that, that kind of put my mind to there. That's, that's, that's another, that's another good football team.
1: You know, they won state a couple of years ago in six man. They move up to eight man and they just keep, they pick up where they left off. It's crazy. Uh, six man, I'll go first. I've got, uh, Big Sandy number one, Richie Lambert, Freud Lake, Shields Valley, and then Hot Springs.
4: Yep. I, I, I have the same, I have the same five teams, a little bit different order. Uh, Big Sandy, Hot Springs, uh, Shield Valley, uh, Freud, and then Richie Lambert. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, and, 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 you know, those are some teams that have really, you know, again, just, you know, hammered, hammered their opponents this year. I mean, feels like Big Sandy's been at the top of the poll for the last eight years in a row, but, um, in and, 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 a Hot Springs team that, you know, didn't, I, I believe that they had a, a game canceled at some point or, you know, th- that they weren't able to find a date with the team. As, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good football team. I mean, they brought back a lot of their skill players last year. They're breaking in a new quarterback. Um, you know, they've, they've got a couple kids that can really do a lot of, you know, big things with the ball. And I mean, Ford Lake, you know, we're talking about that. They, they, they beat Jordan 76 to 6, you know, on, on Saturday. I mean, I know that's a Jordan team that, you know, definitely lost some talent from, from the, from the previous couple of years, but I mean, still that, that, that's a, that's a big old win, you know, for them. So.
1: Well, and let's, you know, broadview Levina, it's a team that's often overlooked. My dad was the superintendent at Levina until this last year. Um, so he's, uh, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit for building this football team up, but um, they're 3-0, they're not in the poll. But again, they haven't had the experience and the, the, the success the last few years for me yet to put them in the top five. And then you look at Power Dutton-Brady, Sunburst, both undefeated, can't rake them yet. And then the best one loss teams, you throw in Geraldine Highwood, which hammered my dad's new school at Winnetgrass Range. Uh, Harlowton, Rygate, 3 and 1 as well, and Denton, Geiger, Stanford. These are all great teams in the Central. And Roy Winifred sitting there at 2 and 1. Hobson Moore, Judas Gap is 2 and 1 in conference play. Um, that Central is as good as any division in the six man right now. Uh, you, you have the top, the top great teams in the East, the North, and the South. And in the West, but that central top to bottom, I think, is the most balanced. And I could be wrong.
4: Yeah. No, no. I I, I think I think you are, and it, it's just one of those things where I, I don't think we talk about six man football enough, you know, as a as a as a media is, as well, at least at least for us. Right. Um. You know. So I, I and, and so that's that's always good to get a little bit of context. Um. You know, with with, with some of those schools and with some of those things. So. Um. But yeah, you know, I I think there's like like we're saying there's a lot of good teams. Um, you know, in a lot of different places, and it, it's just—it's going to be so crazy. You know, those last couple of weeks of the season, everyone's trying to jockey for you know potential playoff position and, and stuff like that. So it'll—it'll it'll be interesting to see how, how it all how it all uh, pans out.
1: You can check out our voting tomorrow on the Twitter and everybody else's top five at uh, Treasure uh, the Treasure State Media Poll on uh, on Twitter. Um, MT Score hashtag MT Scores. Anthony Nockreiner putting it together. All right, Jordan Hansen, I got to ask you. Uh, there was some news that came out in the Big Sky Conference. Tom Winchester, the Big Sky said, uh, Commissioner, said we're playing in the spring. All these divisions now. It looks like the Pac-12 is going to start back up in October, but uh, FCS looks like, or at least the Big Sky, is staying in the spring. I know you talked to Kent Haslam a little bit. Uh, what he have to say?
4: You know, he was just pretty happy with you know how things um, you know kind of played out. You know, he's on the FCS uh, playoff. Um, committee and he's also the president of the, um, of the SBS, SBS Athletic Directors Association. So he's definitely, he's definitely in the, in the know on a lot of these things. And I mean, really the biggest thing, you know, for, for SBS teams is that, you know, the, the playoffs are, are going to be dropped from 24 to 16 teams for this year. Um, there's a September 21st date, you know, start date for on field practice. Um, and the SBS championships will run April 20th or April 18th. To May fifteenth, so you know, and, and, and this is kind of a lot of what we expected. Um, FCS is kind of in a little bit different, you know, area than a lot of other teams because, or in a lot of other um, programs, simply because you know there's about fifteen schools that you know are playing, you know, some games, you know, right now, um, and, and and that kind of changes, you know, basically how the practices go and stuff like that. Um, so basically, you can kind of start your preseason um, or regular season whenever, whenever you want to really start scheduling games. You know, they've they really, you know, let it be kind of open to these teams to, to be able to, um, you know, kind of start. Um, and, you know, and, and the schools that, you know, are having fall ball, you know, can't have a preseason practice um, or competition before January 1st. So, you know, they're trying to get a little bit of, of, of room for, for some of these schools. But, again, a lot of these SBS schools that are playing right now are playing, you know, a full schedule. Obviously, they're playing, you know, two, three, four games. Um, I, I think at the max, so it, it, it like I said, it, it just gives, you know, some, some, some leeway and some, you know, guidelines as far as the things, but the biggest thing really, and, and this was for the coaches and, and, and kind of across the board is that now we have some dates. Now we can start to build, you know, this, 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 this framework of a season and things like that, because, you know, for the last, you know, six months, there just really hasn't been, you know, any guidance, you know, we, we've kind of kicked the can, I guess, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, in, in 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 some ways, just because you had to, but you know, it, it, now that there's kind of some dates and stuff set, you know, you can start getting those. You know, and for basketball, you know, on on, on that end, you know, you, you can start you know putting together your your, your non-conference schedule, and for football, you can start you know the big guy can put together their their, their regular season schedule and stuff like that. So, so you can start you can start to mix and match things, and 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 it gives and just gives coaches, student athletes, and you know everyone else is kind of like a kind of a breath, like okay, like. You know, this is, this, this is where
1: we're at. It's interesting because basketball NCAA, I think they're going to start November, what, 29th or whatever, so that right around Thanksgiving. Um, but that gives the Cats, the Grizz, and the rest of the Big Sky a chance to um, get going. We still don't know about the NAI yet but because uh, they'll follow suit, whatever the NCAA does. Um, but when you talk to, to Kent Haslam and – you know, it, it made it appear like Tom Wishershill said today and Portland State uh, Activities Director, Athletics Director came out and sell, uh, what's her name, Valerie Cleary said today too that they're, they're set on the spring and there's no way that they're going to attempt to come back before then. Um, is that basically the sense that Haslam gave you too?
4: Yeah. And, and, and I think, I just think it was a thing that, you know, there just wasn't enough time for the FCS to, to, to really, you know, put together you know, what they would want if they were gonna to try to have to do if they were gonna to try to do fall ball. And, you know, so since they kinda of already had that had that decision pretty firmly made, um, you know, and, and and the fact that, you know, the FCS as a whole was pretty cohesive, you know, about about doing that, um, it, it just it kind of um you know, just makes it kind of unreasonable I guess for, for a for a team to, you know for for a for a school that's to start and, and and that's my biggest, you know, question for the you know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 is, you know, are they giving themselves enough time to, you know, to potentially, you know, get get through this? Because I think one big thing, and we saw this um, after the lockout in the NFL a couple of years ago, is that there was a lot of soft tissue injuries after, you know, this, after that, um, you know, layoff. And I, I think that's the thing that we, we might see, and that's where, you know, an SEC or a Big 12 that's, you know, kind of been in full contact and, you know, kind of been, you know, Kind of preparing for a season as normal might be, you know, a little bit better advantage as far as injuries go and stuff as well. well so, look at the NFL I, 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 yesterday, right? Yeah, I mean, half the NFL gets injured with knee or uh, leg injuries yesterday. I mean, that was that was wild. I just, <laughs> yeah. could not believe that one when, 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 when I saw that and just saw all the all the players that you know that is, that has happened to. And so yeah, and, and so yeah, I, I guess that's kind of where you know they were at. they they're comfortable. Um, you know, it'll be interesting in the spring because it'll it'll probably be the only football going um, in the spring, um, unless the Max decides, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna come back. So, you know, you're you're, you're gonna have you know some eyes on your on, on your league, and I, I almost think that that might be a good thing. And I know that you know obviously their spring football for the FCS probably isn't going to stick, but I know that that was you know def- like when that first you know came out, that was definitely you know like a Hey, this might be an interesting idea to, to play around with. So I, 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 think we'll, I think it'll be actually kind of a good thing for the FCS. This will give them, like I said, some more time to, to kind of, you know, adjust and, and I think that, you know, we could, you know, see maybe a little bit of a, a boom as far as, you know, people getting their eyes on the FCS. So I mean, that, that, that's just, that's just me trying to, trying to spin that in a, in a way that, you know, kind of makes sense to me. But, <laughs> and, and, at the it, and end of the day, I think it kind of came down to testing, um, and money, um, stuff like that. And I think a lot of these FCS schools are, Already toeing the line for a lot of different kinds of things, so you know, adding you know that you know the rapid antigen test or you know what have you, however they would you know go about doing that, just wasn't gonna wasn't gonna quite be a thing that was gonna work out.
1: Hey, uh, keep this in mind for next week. I want to talk to you about the playoff situation because dropping twenty four to sixteen, uh, you lose eight teams. That's potential of two big sky teams probably now not making it um, unless they're all four in the top. Unless you got four in the top ten, uh, which is right now the preseason. Uh, but let's talk about that next week. Um, here's an interesting thing to think about with the big sky and how cold it is in Montana in February and March. I'm hearing, and I'll talk more about this tomorrow, but I'm hearing that the Frontier Conference is going to start in February, and their first couple weeks they're going to look at playing at Pocatello and uh, Moscow and playing sending four teams to Pocatello and four teams to Moscow, playing on like a Thursday-Friday in, in the domes so that they can get games in and their hope is that by the middle or end of March it's nice in Montana enough to come back and play football here.
4: I would love that. I, I would absolutely love that. Bubble ball bubble ball in the NAI in, in the frontier. That would be that would be <laughs> truly incredible. I and I think that I think that, that would definitely uh, make some waves um you know in a lot of different places. I, I, I hadn't actually heard that but I I, I quite like that. I quite like that idea. Well,
1: I know they have to clear it with University of Idaho obviously and then Idaho State, but think about that. If you got a Thursday or Friday games in P- in Pocatello, you know, you get a College of Idaho taking on Carroll and then on a Friday and then the next week Idaho State, Montana or you know, Montana State. I mean, that's a doubleheader weekend that would that's worth going. Plus you're going to have another NAIA game in there.
4: Right. Right. I there's there's a lot to this lot to say about. And I, I really think that um, if the NAI really wants to, to get in this and the Frontier really wants to get in this, they, they need to make a, a ability to, to, to train these games just a little bit better. And I think that they would, I think between that and, you know, and just trying to, you know, work through work through some TV stuff, I think that they could see a boom, you know, and, and a boom in their, you know, conference as well. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I think there's, I think there's some, there's some room for, for some creativity as far as, you know, how we're going to do these things that, um, you know, I, I think it's an opportunity to, to, to make things a little bit different, a little bit fun and, and, and maybe market them a little bit differently. And I think that could eventually be um, a, uh, a, a solid thing for, for, for a lot of these different schools.
1: Well, let's just say the big Sky doesn't play. And take Jeff Choate's approach that the, the big Sky is not going to play in the spring and just hope for a great fall season next year. Put the NAI, put the NAI games on Pluto, put them on SWX, put them on all the you know where the big sky is. In the spring, or even you could still do it even with Big Sky games because if the Frontier was to play Thursday or Friday or both, and then you got the Big Sky games on Saturday, you send an SWX crew or the the Big Sky TV crews down to do an NAI game. That's big time. Yeah, Root Sports, put them on Root Sports. Come on, you and I could go do the games.
4: I know, know. and like like, people would watch it. Absolutely, they would don't realize how fun NAIA football is. I mean, they're like it is fun to watch. Yep. There there's some crazy things that happen. It's high level football and it's just it's a lot of fun. So I, I, I'm really hoping that, you know, something something good can can, can come out of all of this.
1: Well I hope to have more for you next Monday when we chat. But uh, hey have a great weekend. Take a enjoy the couple of days off and uh have fun you're heading to Charlotte Friday night, right? I think so, yep. yep. Okay. I, I,
4: I think that's what I'm looking at. Well, have yeah.
1: fun at Charlo. Stay safe. Stay out of the smoke. And uh, try not to piss anybody off on Twitter this week. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jordy. Talk to you later. Yep, later on. Jason. That is Jordan Hansen from 406mtsports.com joining us. Jason Walker Show. Quick break. Coming right back. Uh, more on the Frontier. And uh, we'll talk more about it tomorrow, too. But more on the Frontier, possibly playing games in domes in the spring. We'll talk about it next. or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. This segment brought to you by Mark Laroe Photography. Check them out at Book your senior or family portrait package. Mention the show, Jason Walker Show. And uh, get a free 8x10Canvas or Matt Print. Also, if you purchase anything, mention Jason Walker Show. You get 20% off. So, there you go. Big thanks to Jordy Hansen joining us. You can follow him at Jordy Hansen on the Twitter. And we were talking about some of the 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 COVID social media posts, and Lee Vernoy from uh, or Vernoy from the Great Falls Tribune also was talking on Twitter about how, how it, you know, as reporters, you're out there at these games, and it, it scares him a little bit too. And, and he, like Lee said, 12 Bison football players are under quarantine. The Bison volleyball team has suspended its next two weeks of practices and games. CMR football has three kids out for having close contact, and now Great Falls Central losing two games. Because of COVID. And it's tough. It's tough. And we talked about it. Nobody wants this to happen. We all want these kids to go on and have great seasons. But, man. Speaking of having great seasons. So we talked about it a little bit with Jordy Hansen. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow more, too. Um, but the Frontier Conference, I'm told, has their working on schedule like 9.0 for the, uh, the upcoming football season. And... They're going to play seven games. Eight teams will play seven games. That's it. No non-conference against the same opponent type stuff. And, again, this is just what I'm being told from from my source. But, and I asked, I said, so first games would be around February 27th or something like that, that weekend. Um, I don't even know what, what week that or what day that is. Um, January, so it would be, yeah, February 27th, that Saturday. So you'd start practice in January. Well, you don't have to deal with the cold here in Montana. But how would you play games? Because February, traditionally, the coldest month of the year in the state of Montana. Plus you get, I mean, just the wind chills. I know it was cold back on that quarterfinal game on December of 2014 when Carroll played SOU. I mean, we get November, December, January cold, but not like February. When those winds come in, I mean, it's always calving season when it gets the coldest in Montana. But here's, and you, if you're just tuning in, this is what I was told is going to happen in the Frontier Conference, at least through the first couple of weeks. They'll take four teams on Thursday or Friday and send them to Pocatello, and four teams would go to Moscow, Idaho. Why? Got the Kibby Dome and... Holt Arena, the domes. So you'd play double headers. you play, play two games. Four teams would play two games. But you'd have a double header on Thursday or Friday, and then you'd go home, and then you'd go back the next week. So like College of Idaho would play Carroll, Tech plays you know SOU, and then in one place, and then Eastern Oregon is playing Northern, and Western plays Rocky in, in Moscow or wherever. It's actually not a bad idea. And I like what we were talking about with Jordy Hanson. If there's no Big Sky games, or even if there are, put these games on Brute Sports. Put these games on SWX. Bring in a, you know... Hell, I'd go do it. It's not like I don't know the Frontier. I don't even have to do Carol games. That's fine. I know the other eight, seven teams. <laughs> anyway... I'd volunteer for that. Of course I'd have to get paid, but I'd volunteer for it. But anyway, I I kind of like it. Um, fan situation, I don't care right now. Who knows? And I don't care right now about if fans could go or not. Doesn't doesn't bother me one bit right now. We wouldn't even have to go to the games as announcers. We could just do like they're doing now. And I could broadcast the game from my home. Just set up a video feed. It's all you need. But how cool would that be if the Frontier had that exposure? No other NAI conference would have it. But think about that. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. I want to dive into it. I want your thoughts. You can let me know at Jay Walker Sports on the Twitter. You can Facebook As You can email jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. Let me know. Is that a good idea for the Frontier? And we'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, auto contest performance of the week. Let's do it. All right, so we gave some uh, some unbelievable um, nominations. You look at some of the ones, Jake Rendina of Glacier, four touchdowns. Marcus Whitman, four touchdowns for Billing Central. Jarrett Wilson, a sophomore at Pulse, rolling up uh, 559 yards of total offense and six touchdowns. He's thrown for 1,409 and 13 touchdowns in four games. Eureka with uh, Caleb Utter, big win, three rushing touchdowns and two passing TDs. Florence, Pat DeShane, the quarterback junior, uh, Pat DeShane junior rather, threw for 322 yards, four touchdowns. Tucker Johnson with uh, two interception returns for scores for Park City. Uh, Gallatin Raptors getting their first win in team history. Audrey Hofer, 22 assists. Capital with another win. Kaylee Fritz, 33 assists for Glacier in a win. Elizabeth Heiser, 27 kills, 6 blocks for Helena High in a win over Sentinel. 29 assists, 10 digs for Emily Bird over, uh, for Townsend. And uh, just some unbelievable performances. And as always, you can always send in yours. Uh, email, tweet, Facebook as well. Uh, like some of our these came in. Uh, But I'm going to give our auto-concepts performance of the week, Caden Hewitt from Helena High, a school record-tying five touchdown passes, three of which to Dexter Tedesco in Helena High's big win over uh, Big Sky. So Caden Hewitt is our auto-concepts performance of the week this week. All right, on this day in history, September the 21st, it is National Pecan Cookie Day. It is also National New York Day. 1934, St. Louis Cardinals pitching Dean Brothers shut out the Brooklyn Dodgers in a doubleheader. Dizzy Dean, a 13-0 win. Paul Dean, a 3-0 no-hitter. 1955, in his very last fight, undefeated world heavyweight boxing champ Rocky Marciano knocked out light heavyweight Archie Moore in the ninth round. 1970, Vita Blue of Oakland had a no-hitter. Monday Night Football premiered on this date on ABC. Howard Cosell, Keith Jackson, 1970, 50 years ago today, the Browns, by the way, beat the Jets 31-21. Those are two terrible teams now. Uh, 1985, Michael Spinks knocked out Larry Holmes, or rather beat him in 15 to win the boxing championship heavyweight. 1986, San Diego Padre Jimmy Jones pitched a one-hitter in his Major League debut. Jimmy Jones did nothing for the next seven years, toiled around the league with three or four different teams. 1945, happy birthday, Richard Childress, NASCAR team owner. I believe he has a huge house uh, in the Paradise Valley. Um, Before, in between uh, Livingston, between Immigrant and Gardner. But it's his birthday today. 1967, Faith Hill was born. If anybody can tell me, well, you, you would cheat. So, all right. First person to Facebook it. On whether the Jason Walker, on the Jason Walker show page, if you Facebook uh, Faith Hill's real name, but she was born on this date, in 1967. Happy birthday, to Larry Hagman, born on this date, 1931. Jr. on Dallas, and Bill Murray is celebrating a birthday today too. He is 70 today. Unbelievable. Um, you can also tweet me. First person to tweet on Facebook and on Twitter at Sports. So that one each gets a uh, Cafe Zydeco gift card.
0: We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn, and what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. What is
1: the walk-off is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. Stop by. Have, we had uh, dinner there Friday night. Got the catfish basket. So good. With the, the what is it, the swamp aioli sauce. So amazing. Uh, The wife had uh, the barbecue shrimp po' boy, but uh, the catfish basket, definitely a go-to at Cafe Zydeco. Helena, Bozeman, and Billings. Uh, What is Faith Hill's real name? First one to answer on Jason Walker Facebook and at Walker Sports on the Twitter, you get a Cafe Zydeco gift card. Okay. All right. uh, Thanks to Jordan Hansen joining us. Uh, Great weekend in sports. We recapped it. If you missed it, you can go to... JasonWalkerShow.com. Tomorrow, a very inspirational story from a University of Wyoming cowgirl, Brandy Shank, will join us tomorrow here on the Jason Walker Show. Her coach is Bo Clark, great, great athlete in the Gallatin Valley for a long time, and on the rodeo circuit, football, rodeo, everything. So, Brandy Shank will join us tomorrow. You can. Uh, Watch JasonWalkerShow.com anytime, Facebook, tweet us, and a bunch more. Hope you had a great day. Have a good Monday. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock, Jason Walker Show.
0: The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.